Hello and welcome to the Longshot Podcast. This is Davis Reed. I'm once again doing this intro by myself, but here's the thing. It's not by choice. A couple weeks ago, I did it by myself so that I could bring in the show because I wanted to bring it in and not Duncan. This time, I actually tried to get Duncan to do this with me. I texted him at noon today. I called him a couple times, and guess what? He just straight up ghosted me. So now, I'm doing it alone, and now that I'm doing it, it feels right. Maybe it's his destiny. He didn't answer the phone for, for a reason. We, uh, I'll keep it short. We have an awesome interview with Dawson, a.k.a. Big Doss TV, a.k.a. Fake Clay Thompson. Dawson is not only a social media legend, 8 million subscribers on YouTube, like 15 million followers on Facebook. This guy has been dominating YouTube for about a decade, uh, like 1.5 billion views across his videos. Hilarious, dude. So not only is he that, but he's also just a super cool dude. He is from Olathe, Kansas, which is my hometown. And he was nice enough to swing by Duncan's house when we were all in Miami. We chilled for a little bit. We hung out. We got to meet his video crew. And then we sat down and we chopped it up for like 45 minutes. He takes us through the whole fake clay character, how it came to be, him recently getting into the Chase Center, uh, getting to shoot on the court for 10 minutes, getting banned for life. He takes us through that day, all the madness that that happened. Um, and then we just talk a little bit about his YouTube career and some wild stories from from, from videos that he's uh, made over the years. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Here is Big Doss TV. Great moments are born from great opportunity. So you're telling me there's a chance. You suck compared to me. So you guys are two prep school white guys podcast. We are underdogs. <laughs> they stay ready so you don't have to get ready. I haven't even told anybody this. This is kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> should I intro or should we just take it from here? I think we can just roll yeah, it we if just you take want. It. Uh, we'll we got, give you a nice little intro into the episode. Yeah. I mean, we got, we got Big Doss here in the building. What up, what uh, up? Many know him as Fake Clay. I mean, do you prefer that name? or No, dude. Uh, Big Doss TV. You know, many people, <laughs> a lot of people think that all I do is Fake Clay. Right. Really? That you're a one-hit wonder. Yeah. But you got yeah. a lot more to your bag. No, dude. Yeah, check the resume. Been doing this a long time. So. Dude, you said you own like seven businesses. Yeah, I do. Uh, so, started off with the YouTube. Started that like 10 years ago. And, uh, you know, it's kind of evolved into that over the years where I'm like, you know, I don't want to be doing like pranks when I'm like 40 years old. So I started a yeah. bunch of other stuff and, you know, do a little bit of everything. Have you been told that you look like Clay Thompson for a while? That So the first Clay video, I think I did that when I had like around 3 million subs and people would be commenting all the time like, dude, you look like Clay Thompson, you look like Clay Thompson. So I was like, well, shit, like I'm getting so many comments, I'm just going to make a video on it. That was like the, so there was that one four years ago that went super viral and there was even like two before it. So I've done like four, I think. That, the picture of you behind the bench <laughs> and it's like a shot of Steve Dude, Kerr, and bench. I'm doing exactly <laughs> what he's doing. <laughs> you're just, you're, you're giving the threes. That, that should be in a museum somewhere. It really should. It really should. I need should. to get that one framed. Or at least framed in your office. Like that's <laughs> a fact. That definitely, the fact that it's not already yeah. is just a catastrophe. I, I, I 100% agree. Because um, I honestly thought, with all due respect, I, I looked into it after like your original viral moment four years ago and mm -hmm. saw that you do did the the YouTube stuff. But I just thought you were really playing the long game. You know what I mean? Like 
<laughs> I kind of look like Clay Thompson. Uh-huh. So this is just a long game play to find my way on the Chase Center floor or, or Oracle floor. It, you know it's what I mean? been in the works this whole time. Exactly. You know? The funny thing is, like, because, you know, the whole fake Clay just happened recently. Like, I hadn't done anything Clay Thompson related in four years. And, you know, I thought I was done, but I was like, okay, they're in the finals. Like, this could be a perfect moment to just strike. Well, it was perfect, too, because Clay was. He's been out. Like, there's, we haven't yeah. seen Clay yeah, Thompson. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I can't. I thought about doing some stuff like walking around in crutches and stuff during his injury, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, I don't really want to, you know, do That's that. That's like bad juju, yeah, too. Like, exactly. you don't really want to do that. Yeah. So, you know, he had his big return this year, and I was like, at some point this season, I should probably do something. And I was like, I'm, I'm just going to wait. You know, I'm going to see how far they get in the playoffs. And once they're in the final, it's like, all right, we're doing it. Were, were there like failed attempts like leading up to it? Like, like stuff that just never got put out there because. No. No, no. Everything when you, when ever, you strike, you make it happen. Anything I've done is clay uh, has been like the easiest thing I've ever done. <laughs> so what's the what's the breaking point then? They're in the finals, and you're just like it's now or never. Yeah, I, like um, I I didn't have a, a trip planned until like a couple of days before, and I was like, you know what? I I would like to do something. I don't know how many games we're gonna go to, so I was like, this could be the last game in um, in San Fran. Cause I wanted to do it at a home game, so I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, let's book, let's book the flights, book the hotel tickets, and let's go. So we went, and um, I filmed the video two days before. We went a couple of days before the game. Um, I always like to try to get a couple of videos when I go on trips, you know, with traveling and everything. So we bought a hundred pairs of Jordans, gave them all out in Oakland, that, which yeah. was a lot of fun. Legendary. Um, so we did that video. And then I had a barber come over after that, shave my face to look like clay. Cause you know, I look like clay, but I really don't. <laughs> right, right, like if right. I do the, the beard and the hair, right. You know, I can resemble him enough to where, you know, I, I could get by, but I don't think I even look that much like him. It is an interesting lesson in how little fans no, mm-hmm. like or security you, or well, security. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. The obviously. fact that you pull up to a game in his jersey, <laughs> why? Like players don't show no. up to games. No. In his, like the video of you in the convertible. That was four years ago, yeah, right? That's because you're one. going into uh-huh. Oracle. And full uniform and security is just like giving you the wave, like <laughs> go, go for play. thirty tonight, yep. like go off. Yo, we're getting through, and I'm like. I'm watching this and I'm I'm like incredulous. Like, how are these people? This man is wearing his jersey <laughs> into the arena. But then again, Clay shows up on bikes and stuff. True, so yeah. like, he if anyone if anyone was gonna do it, I guess it would be Clay. Yeah, I think it's yeah. perfect. I it, just that, that make, was mind blowing. Does it make you think less of your? I mean, uh, absolutely. NBA security. NBA security. Yeah. Like, what are we well, doing? Let me ask you this: How would you feel if someone was impersonating you? <laughs> someone, <laughs> I would weird be, you out. I feel like he's weirded out by it. I would be. I would be cool with. It. I. I think it's like, like flattering. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, I was disappointed to be honest with you with his response. I thought he would give you, yeah, like because yeah. he had this the play stupid games, win stupid yeah. prizes, and I'm like. Dude, this guy just pulled off the unthinkable. Like, you got to show him some love. Like, yeah. where's his flowers? Like, invite him to dinner or something. I don't I know. know. Something, like, something. something. I, I felt that way. I mean, I don't know. I a guess lot maybe of people it's... were upset because he hasn't, you know, commented on it at all over the years. And, yeah, you know, someone asked him. I can't remember what, what company or what site did the re, the uh, the article on that. But he was like, you know, he, he kind of took like a uh, – he didn't go either way because yeah, first yeah. he was like, oh, man, poor guy just trying to get some good content. And yeah. then he's like, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. So, you know, 
um a lot of people were were pissed about that like people were making memes and putting blonde hair on him and calling him karen thompson and stuff <laughs> oh man and people were like i think the company like took the article down after 10 minutes of posting it so then there's only quotes out there now but you know i don't blame him I, he's just trying to the guy's just trying to play basketball so right he, right you know. I, I see i see that side of it <laughs> there's there's uh, both sides but yeah uh clay let's meet up for dinner come on <laughs> Cash it out. don't be an asshole can we i w- can we go chronologically through the day yes. just because i'm fascinated by it yes. so you show up to the arena what's your game plan when okay you- so um i went early so we woke up you know eight o'clock we're staying you know pretty close to the arena um I have my two camera guys. One of them goes to get a pair of Jordans. Because if you notice in, in the video when I'm doing the shoot around, I'm wearing Vans. So I was like, <laughs> I came super unprepared. And dude, in the elevator that morning, uh, I was talking to my other camera guy, Star. And I was like, dude, this video, like, you know, we're not going to really try. Like the whole thing was like, we're just going to make a fun vlog. I was like, I don't want to put a lot of effort into this. I don't want to make a big deal out of it. Like, we're just going to make a fun little vlog, enjoy the game. You know, it'll just be like a low key video. And he was just like, watch this be your biggest video ever. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's not my biggest video ever, but it, it was way bigger than what I thought. So we go to the Chase Center. And um, like I said, my other, one guy's getting shoes. We're going to the Chase Center because I don't even have uh, like an updated jersey or anything like that. Like I have the one from four years ago and the logos and patches yeah. are all different. So we get there. Right when we get there, people start. There's not even hardly anyone out, and people start swarming us, asking for pictures and autographs, thinking that I'm Clay walking around. <laughs> That's <laughs> the other thing, like fans, like yes. why would Clay Thompson just be walking yeah. around the chase at in a what, jersey in the morning? Right, you're there. At yeah, it's just ten in the morning. By the time eight. we're there, <laughs> so I have, I have, <laughs> I have white Vans on with with high Nike socks, the the game shorts, and I'm wearing a hoodie because Clay's got the fro right now. So yeah. that's why I was wearing the hoodie because, you know, Smart. I tried to do my hair like that. It just didn't work. So right. I just had the headband, the hoodie, all that. <laughs> so we get there and we're walking around and I'm like, all right, we need to find the team shop. So after, you know, signing autographs and pictures, I'm looking for the team shop <laughs> and we're walking and I see the sign and it says media and team members entrance. And I was like, hmm. So I, I walk up to the door just to check it out. And you can see this in the video and it, you hear it just go the unlock just and the click. doors just open it was like heaven's gates just opening <laughs> like i didn't i didn't like go up and like test the door like it was just <laughs> Yo. going? so i didn't say anything to my camera guy but he just followed me he's rolling the whole time and we just you know it's all on video like we just walk right through we go through security there was a lady in the front there was a lady that let us through security then there was the another thing behind it where the you know the other gates opened and there was another security guard we go underneath and i'm not sure if this part's in the video but we were walking around for like five minutes in the tunnel and there's like all this media stuff and cameras and we, we we didn't know where we were going obviously so i was like dude like we could go in the locker room we can go to the court like i'm freaking out at this point because i'm like tell. i don't i don't know what to do like my eyes are bugging out of my head right. none of this was planned like you right didn't think and getting my getting wife even commented on that she's like you know i never see you get like phased in your videos or see you like you don't ever seem like you're nervous she's like you were freaking out i was like yes I was like, because you know, I wasn't prepared for any of this. Right. You're like given this incredible opportunity. Yes. You're like, how do I maximize I'm like, what do I do? Point? My right. heart's just like pounding. Yeah. 
So I'm like, all right, I feel like, you know, going in the locker room would be a little much. Like, that's really intruding on people's space. Like, I don't know if, you know, there's dudes in the shower. I don't know. Right, Do right, NBA right. players shower together? Yes. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. you know, I don't know what, what to expect yeah, or what to walk in on at this point. Because then you have to get in the shower. As yeah, play. exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just walk this way. I see the opening to the court. I was like, this is it. We're going on the court. So there's one last security guard walk right past her. Um, and we go out on the court and they're doing, I think it was the camera crew was doing like their, like their, testing, pr- run yeah, they're, they're running yeah. through, they're, they're all on the court. I see a ball and then I see Pilo, the rapper, he's a rapper from the Bay. Um, and he was doing, I think he was doing the halftime performance. So well, he like was a doing a little, a little warm up type deal. And I just see a ball. I just take the ball, start dribbling. As soon as I start dribbling, everyone just clears off the court. And I just have it to myself. Um, I just go up, shoot a layup, shoot another shot. And I'm just starting like, I'm just like, dude, I'm fully playing in the NBA right now. <laughs> so I was just throwing up shots for at least 10 minutes. You must have yeah, shot it well. Insane. Yeah. Well, right? dude, it's, not going to lie. The NBA three-point line is way deep, further man. out than I thought. <laughs> it's deep. It's deep, bro. It's, deep, it's like yeah. high school half court. But the <laughs> clips are like you're. You're just wetting it. Like I just was, over. you know, I, I did edit myself right. to look good, of course. Got it out, Makes sense. Yeah, I, I threw up a lot of bricks. Um. <laughs> but you have to make enough where people yeah. aren't asking questions. I mean, hey, I was I was still splashing. Like, the ball wasn't hitting the rim when I was making it, right. you know, so. I love it, man. The, the, those, those rims make you look good, though, when you when you hit a clean shot. Yeah, it just. Yeah. So, so oh did people, like. At some point, people realize. Yes. So there's the part where I uh, airballed the layup. So everyone's like, how do you airball a layup? We're like, that's what threw you off. It's because I saw there was two. They weren't even Warriors players, but they were, I think I noticed one of them. It was like, I want to say it was the dude that played for North Carolina with the long red hair and the beard. Do you know what I'm talking about? This year in the national championship. Oh, Brady Manic. Oh, yeah, Brady Manic. Yeah. I feel like he was in a Warriors uniform with another guy. Why I don't know, dude. That That's what I'm weird. wondering. I'm like, I don't know if, like, what happened. He's not in the NBA yet, but there's two dudes in Warriors uniform. One of them looked like that guy. And <laughs> like in, like, a game uniform. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess it wasn't him, yeah. but maybe. We got to look into this. Watch him get drafted. We got to look into this. By the, but, um, by the Warriors. Yeah, I don't know. So I saw two guys that looked like they played for the Warriors, but I didn't recognize either of them as Warriors players. And then three security guards all coming down the stairs from the top out of the corner of my eye when I was going for that layup. And I was like, so I airballed it. I grabbed it. And I look at my my camera guy, and I'm like, time to go. <laughs> you could tell. Time so, was up. We start going out, and that's when they they uh, they yelled at us like, "Excuse me, do you have any credentials? Anything?" I'm just like, "No." Like they just let us through, and so they escorted us out. They were super cool. The security was super cool. They about seemed it. like to get a kick out of it. Yeah, in they, the they were. They, they were, were laughing. laughing. The security guard sort of like gives you a punch, like a yeah, playful. Yeah, but they're also like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> yeah, like, but but yeah. it's that realization for them of like, "Oh, we fucked this up." Yeah, which you know. Hopefully no one got in trouble, but um, at the end of the day, like, if you don't know, like, who you're protecting, like, (laughs) maybe, you know, you're not the best at your job. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that's what this all comes down to, right? Is because, like, have you been refunded, by the way, for your tickets? Do you see the ban getting lifted? Mm, Probably not. I think think they hate my guts. Well, that's what this comes down to, though, is you... These people just let you in. Right. As you're walking in, they're waving at you. Mm-hmm. Let's get a win tonight, Clay. Yeah. So your argument is, look, I, I didn't. I didn't anybody would have done exactly what you I, did if they were in your shoes. Yeah. They would have they taken exactly. advantage of it. I didn't ever claim to be Clay Thompson. Right. 
It wasn't identity theft. No, I, I never said I'm Clay Thompson. Here's my card. Right. <laughs> what an interesting moral debate. You yeah. know, I, I I can see both sides. You know, I can see why you know they banned me because I've done this twice now and they probably want it to stop. Right. right so right. like I get that side of it. I'm not you know upset. Like, do I think I should be banned? No, maybe suspended. <laughs> um, What's maybe, a, you know, I would even sign something that says I'll never do this again. Or, right, you right. know, like we could work something out. But, but let me back think, in. What's yeah. that? Let me back yeah. in the chaser. Let me go to exactly. a game. Exactly. So, I don't know. Um, I don't think they're going to unban me. Like, they were they were getting pretty torn up. Like everyone commenting on the warriors and the chase center, like everyone's like free fake clay. If you, there was one before clay won the championship, his most recent picture at that time, there was like, I think 3000 comments on it. Every single comment. If you scrolled for, for 15 minutes, you couldn't find a comment that didn't say free fake clay. That's great. <laughs> you got posters at the parade. Dude. Yeah. I saw that. That really? was hilarious. Yes. There, there was oh. an interview of Steve Kerr and there's a guy behind him that's holding a sign that says free fake clay. <laughs> Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I'll tell you what, Dave, life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Some of these symptoms can include a lack of motivation, maybe some irritability, fatigue, and there's so much more. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. And our roles in life can lead to us feeling this type of burned out. I know I feel that in many different cases, whether it be with my work life, with my social life, or somewhere in between. But BetterHelp has a solution for you. It's online therapy, and it wants to remind you to prioritize your health. It's all about linking you with a professional who can help talk you through these types of issues, which so often tend to arise in the day-to-day life of all of us. We were just talking about this at dinner. I think our generation is more accustomed to the idea of therapy or like more open to it but a lot of people still there's some stigma associated with it there is nothing healthier you can do than sit down with someone who's trained professional it can help you work through whatever you're going through in your life positive or negative i think it's just it's very important to have somebody to be able to talk about these things with couldn't agree with you more dave and better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to it's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours and i got great news for you dave our listeners get 10 percent off their first month at betterhelp.com ls that's better help.com ls Dave, it's heating up outside, and when it comes to stylish essentials for the summer, there's nothing better than Mack Weldon. They got a plethora of options, from polos to shorts to swimwear. Whatever you're doing, whatever summer activity you might have on deck, maybe a barbecue, maybe a little golf round, maybe just going to work and you want to just do a little bit more casual, they got it all, and it's comfortable, breezy, easy, and did I mention that it's incredibly stylish? You did mention that, and I will say, Dunk, I'm really leaning into my golf game this summer. Love that for you, Dave. I'm. I, it's very important that I feel comfortable out there because my game's not that tight. But in the Macworld and Polo, I feel like I'm, you know, dressed for success. Look good, feel good, play good. It's sort of been my my motto. Two other must-haves for the season, and by season I mean beach season or pool season, whatever you're into. 
is or the, lake season or lake season yeah. it, it could be lake season you got to see check out their board shorts and swim trunks a combo of performance stretch a combo of performance stretch and slick design they're great gear for when you're taking time off I love that. I actually haven't had a chance to try the board shorts yet, but man, I cannot wait to get my hands on them. Check out Mac Weldon for yourself and save 20% on your first order. That's a nice little deal, Dave, 20%. Visit MacWeldon.com slash LS and enter promo code LS. Again, that's MacWeldon.com slash LS and enter promo code LS for 20% off. That's if you spend a hundred bucks, save 20 bucks. That's a great deal. Stock up on the warm weather essentials you've been missing out on. How does a lifetime ban get issued to you? Like you just find out about that or do they like no, send they, it they, to you directly? In the, towards the end of the video, there was a guy in a suit, the vice president of security came up and personally served me. Uh, I was there doing like, um, you know, like, autographs and pictures and stuff before the game because I was planning going into the game and they came out and they found me and they uh, personally served me a letter at that point when you're like people are taking pictures they know that you're fake play right no no they still think you're real clay. yes bro right outside the arena yeah people like I was I was player. eating a a hot dog that I bought from one of the street vendors and I had a line of 10 people waiting for <laughs> autographs. And I'm just, this is this is this is an hour before the game, dude. And people and really people think, think I'm in my Clay uniform Thompson. eating a hot dog <laughs> outside the stadium. Dude, you got his autograph, your autograph of Clay yep. is just like a fifth grader writing Clay. <laughs> it's like no it's it's hilarious. It's so bad. he's signing people's phones, Yeah, signing. And the thing is, I don't do actual autographs cuz that, you know, I don't want to make it seem like it's it's legit. It, exactly. Yeah. So I just write, just write clay. <laughs> clay. Just clay. And it's in, not a signature. It's just... <laughs> just in print. It's print. It's clay. Dude, that's hilarious. But yes, in our Unbelievable. Game, you're signing phones. You're signing t-shirts. Uh -huh. You're signing arms. Yep. It's it's insane. I felt bad about some of them. Like, there were some, like, old school, like, sick-ass Warriors jackets that I signed. And I was like, oh, man, this is a sick jacket. But, you know, but I'm not going to not sign it. Even if they find out it's not real clay... It's, it's just like, as valuable. Yeah, dude, you're say, it might be more valuable. Really, I don't know. He probably you is. Probably sell that online. There's Seriously. so many Clay Thompson signatures out there between all the Panini deals. Yeah, this exactly. There's not a lot of fake. Exactly, dude. There. From the one I did four years ago, I I took the the jersey that I wore in the video. I I signed my signature on it, and then I put it in my store. Someone bought it for five hundred bucks. <laughs> so there's some value there. I don't know. That's insane. Are there any? Uh, and I, you probably don't want to give away too much, but are there any other like NBA related, any other content that you want to try to pursue? Well, so I'm, I'm getting some some other players are offering to fly me out for the like Pat Beverly. I saw that he yeah. offered to fly me out and sit courtside for one of the games when the Warriors play there next year, which you know we'll see by the time that rolls right. around, it probably won't happen. <laughs> Um, we'll the Nets we'll owner was like, if if, uh, if if they don't want you in Golden State, come to uh, yeah. come to Brooklyn. Which you know, if I could just get like a one day or even a ten day NBA contract, <laughs> like that would be a dream come true. You know, just to say I was officially in the NBA because you know technically I did play in the NBA Finals. So right, you know, if but if I could make it up. official though, that would be sick. That'd be Dude, a dream that, come true. No, that would be. Uh, I love the idea of you sitting courtside. When the the Warriors yeah, come it's got to shake them. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I was hoping so. 
I started rooting for Boston after I got banned, and I was hoping that Boston would would uh, win so I could go to the parade, and I was going to get, like, a full Celtics uniform but do it custom so it's, like, 11 and Thompson, uh, but, there but you Celtics go. version. I think the people in Boston would have loved that. Yeah, people in but Boston are crazy. Did you think about going to the Warriors parade? I did. I tried to rent a double-decker bus, and I was going to put, like, 40 people on the top, and we were all going to get, like, you know, champagne and the goggles and, like, a fake <laughs> trophy and sneak into the parade. But I couldn't get all the logistics done in time. So you were actually trying to yes. bring your own? I was DMing all these companies and calling them, all these double-decker bus companies in San Francisco. I couldn't I couldn't lock one in. I would have paid ten grand for a bus for the day. I couldn't get it. Did you, like, let them know your plans of, like, we're trying to? I didn't even get to that point. There was no responses. Point. Yeah. That's a tough bit right there. Yeah. That's incredible. It, it that was would have been last minute. just incredible. Can you content. imagine? Because I feel like that would have worked too. Yeah. 100%. You would have pop, <laughs> popped up. And, and imagine I look, Clay looks over. I'm on his bus. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard from anyone in the franchise or the. Nope. Nothing from anybody. Actually, other than Clay Thompson's dad tweeted out that he's ready to adopt me. That's about as. <laughs> oh, that's heartwarming. Yeah. So Clay's dad is. I mean, you like fit right in with the the family. Yeah. I mean, you exactly. look obviously like Clay, but Michael, like the, down the line, yep. like you could very like seamlessly fit into that family. <laughs> Imagine we just have a Christmas photo. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, I'm just in it. Oh my gosh. That's good stuff. So you're uh, you're down here in Miami. You have some other content uh, that you're trying to film. Is it just like a constant? grind of like trying to come up with new ideas it is it's just i, I just got to imagine because there's no like set schedule to like the youtube stuff right i know you do much more than just the youtube but like you're just constantly trying to push the boundaries of like what you can do and how you can draw people in yeah man i mean i mean you said it perfectly like there's no set schedule so it's it's really like about how hard you work you know like basketball like obviously you have your practice and you have your games they're set like i have you know certain days I have to upload and stuff like that but it really comes down to how much work you put in and I think that's why uh you know my channel's the where it's at it's not because I'm like the funniest dude in the world it's because I work harder than almost any YouTuber that I've ever met like when people come out and collab with me they're like damn like you guys really go crazy like we'll wake up at six in the morning we'll shoot all day you know we'll 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 have dinner and then I'll edit the video that night and get it out and, um, you know, it, it's a constant grind. It's a constant uh, struggle. Coming up with ideas is always hard. Um, and a lot of times they don't work out. I think like the, the first 15 videos I filmed this year, I only ended up releasing two of them. Wow. Damn. So a lot of it's just like constant just failure. Just on the cutting floor, like yeah. it's not good enough. I'm like, damn, I can't upload this. Like it's not good. Like I'm very picky. Like most YouTubers just upload whatever. Just content. But I think it's about like, it's not necessarily what you upload all the time. A lot of times it's about what you don't upload because it only mm -hmm. takes, you know, one video for people to lose interest if it's yeah. not up to par. So I, I have really high standards and, you know, just constantly trying to push the boundaries and make the best content that I can. That's interesting. Do you have... Do you set some kind of goal for yourself? Because we're talking about how there's no schedule. Mm -hmm. of like, I want to get out this many videos this month. Yeah. Or is it really just, I, let's try ideas. If I think it's worthy, it'll get pushed yep. out. I, I try my best to do like one banger video every Sunday. So like one really good video, uh, you know, a week, which it depends. Sometimes I'll go like, you know, three or four months in a row with hitting every single Sunday. And then sometimes, you know, like I was telling you in the beginning of this year, I just had constant failure. There was like a, maybe a month or two where I didn't even upload. Yeah. Cause I was like, I just don't have anything that's good enough right now. 
think that's the way to do it, though. I think yeah. your mentality is spot on, of like quality over quantity. Yeah. I think that relates to anything. Yeah, I think the point you make about it, it just takes one five-minute boring stretch to lose a viewer, and then all yeah. of a sudden it's like, For yeah, sure. And it just trickles down from there. Yeah, absolutely. It's like when we put out a shitty podcast. <laughs> 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 um, I mean, you were telling us, that was one of the things when we were talking before, of like, for example, that day, it's so fragile, that time period of, like, you got to get that content yeah, out. you have and to. And you were saying you were just editing, like, basically all through the night just to yeah, make sure the yeah, video so was ready. For the Clay video, we did, um, you know, we watched the the first half of the Boston Celtics um, Warriors game in a, at a Boston bar. Then we watched the second half in the hotel, and I started editing. I think I edited from, like, 8 at night till 1 in the morning. I had one of my camera guys take a shift from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m., the other guy then woke up from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. And then I woke up at 7 a.m. and took over until like, I think it was one or two. By the time we finally finished the edit, we had a flight at four. Barely got the video out in the nick of time. And, uh, you know, like we were talking about before, it's like so crucial, like that window, like you really got to ride off that wave of this is hot right now. I need to upload it like I, it's going to just go massively viral. And every minute that we wait, it's going to, you know, it's going to lose that firepower. Yeah. And you've totally scaled your business and what you're doing, obviously, since when you started. What was the decision making around like, all right, I'm going to go all in on this. I'm going to start hiring people uh, so we can get more content faster, all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Um, so actually, I got the idea every every year. YouTube has like a convention where they fly out like their top 100 YouTubers of their choice. So not necessarily people that have the most views, the most subscribers, they'll, they'll just hand pick like their favorite 100 creators and fly everybody out to a hotel in New York, rent out the entire hotel. And it's just like a summit for like their top creators. Um, so I got invited out to that for the first time, I think it was in 2017. So I'd been doing uh, YouTube for five years at that point. And um, they had, they have a bunch of different speakers. Like they had Will Smith come and talk to us. Um, they had just like, we would have one-on-one -on -one conversations with uh, Susan Wojcicki, who's the CEO of YouTube. Um, but they had a speaker, you guys ever heard of Smosh? Smosh? No. They're a, I think I'm saying it right. They're, they're like an OG YouTube channel. Like, I think, I I think they have like 10 or 15 million subs, but they're from like, you know, right when YouTube came out, they were one of the very biggest creators. Is this? Yeah. Okay. So um, they were one of the speakers and they were talking about uh, having employees because up to that point, I had never even had the idea. You were of just hiring. doing everything on your own. Yep. I had editing. my friend that also did YouTube that lived by me and we would just take turns filming for each other. So we'd go on trips and stuff and he would have, you know, half the day to film. I'd have half the day to film. We'd switch. Um, and then, you know, I would do all my own editing, everything. I never thought of like, oh, I'll, I'll outsource for this because I didn't think anyone could do it like how I wanted them to. Right, yeah. How big was the channel at this point when you're just doing it on your own? I think I didn't have an employee until I had over two million subs. Um, to get to that point. Yeah, yeah. So to get to that point on your own. Yeah, and so Smosh was like, you know, 
they, they were just speaking about how they ran their business and they're like, you know, cause most YouTubers don't have employees and they're like hire employee. They're, they're like, let go. Like someone can edit exactly how you can edit. You just got to let go of it. They're like, it'll make you be able to create so much more content if you don't spend so much time editing. And they were talking about like setting a schedule and not working weekends and taking time off. Cause you know, so many of the top YouTubers is just like, go, 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 go. Like they never take a break. So I, I took all of that to heart and I tried it and it worked great. So like, I actually work like a normal schedule. Like I work nine to five Monday through Friday. I take off the weekends and I took their advice about hiring someone. So I hired my first employee and, um, you know, it was rocky at first cause I had no experience like being a boss or anything like that. But, um, you know, it's just a, a learning process. And I, I realized that it helped me create so much more. So then I hired another employee and another one. And now like I run a full media company. I think we have like nine full-time employees and like seven or eight part-time. Well, you were always a boss. You just hadn't been a boss. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, when you say media company, so obviously you're, you're big in the, the YouTube space. Are you guys doing other things outside? Are you trying to just yeah, so spread out? It's mostly, um, it's mostly YouTube, but it's um, different genres and stuff. So like um, I own, like obviously I have my channel and then I have just like some other channels like in the prank genre. I have like a college based channel called like the Daily Dropout, which is like, it's like college uh, culture, but we do, you know, skits, pranks, challenges. I own uh, some like animal channels, which is pretty funny. Like uh, I have like a dog channel called Life with Labradors. It started off because I had a vlog channel too and I have four Labradors and people love them so much. So I created them their own channel. And then it grew into this whole thing where we feature all these other dogs. And like, I have a pet e-commerce store attached to it where we sell like treats and collars and like leashes and stuff. <laughs> Can we go back to, so we grew up in the same town. Yeah, Olathe, which is Olathe, crazy. Kansas. Just Went to rival small, high school. Small world. Played each other in basketball yep. in high school. When you, you're making videos in like middle school, high school. I was, yeah. So it, at what point was it like, I think I can do this for a job. Well, I was always kind of known as the, the like video guy. I would just film like funny videos on my phone and like upload them to Facebook. And, um, you know, used to just get like in a ton of trouble. Like I, I remember, I think it was in eighth grade. Like we, we had this gorilla suit and we'd always just like go fuck with people in a gorilla suit. And there was one time where we charged, um, people cause my friend lived on a golf course. We hopped the fence, we charged these dudes that were on the green putting in a in a gorilla costume, hopped in their golf cart and took off with their golf cart and clubs. And they tried to charge us with GTA because it was a motorized vehicle. Oh my God. <laughs> and you're how old? Uh, 14. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so we have all of that. Like I have so many old videos that aren't even on YouTube. So like, you know, me and my group of friends were known as like every weekend we'd meet up and we'd just go like mess around filming just like funny videos and we'd upload them. I would print them off on DVDs and hand them out at school and stuff, like make like movie covers and stuff. And this is right at the birth of YouTube, the right? The birth like the of YouTube. It was, I was uh, inspired. I saw Jackass when I was like in fifth grade and asked for a video camera for Christmas that year. So I was Sorry, kind I'm of inspired make, I'm by I'm going to make my own. Jackass yeah, content. Exactly. So I'd make like Jackass Junior movies and stuff like that. So then, you know, I I was always like doing videos, but also I was always, you know, focused on uh basketball even though I averaged 2 points a game. Shout out Max Preps. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, so I was I was really into sports, so it was just something that I did for fun over the years. 
And um, after I graduated high school, you know, um, I didn't, I had some offers to play just like at community colleges and stuff. And I was like, ah, I just don't really, you know, want to do that just because I'm like, I, I would rather start pursuing whatever I'm going to do like with my life. And I'd read an article about this channel called Prank vs. Prank and they were, they were making like six figures at the time uh, on YouTube, which back then, you know, that's huge to make yeah. that off the internet. Oh, like yeah. that was unheard of. I didn't know that it, it existed. And I was like watching the videos, like I could do this. And so I was like, I'm going to start up a channel. And I did. So somebody who's been in the content creation game for a minute now in early stages of YouTube, what do you think of like this kind of like new wave of content, whether it be TikTok, whether it be like these new YouTubers mm -hmm. or whatever that are like uber famous and have yeah. these crazy followings just off of like, dance videos or like you know whatever like crazy stuff that i honestly can't even like wrap my mind yeah around, to be honest with you i mean everything's moving towards short form content it seems so i mean first of all you have to respect it like i can be a hater all i want and i definitely do hate on it because i'm like you know i'm making like these 10 20 minute like crazy videos where you know i'm spending weeks on them and putting out like what I think is good content. And then there's, like you said, people just fucking dancing for six <laughs> seconds and then like getting a hundred million views. I'm like, what? But you know, it, it is what it is. It's always going to evolve. It's always going to change. You know, I've been doing YouTube over the, the course of the last 10 years and it's, you know, you have to find ways to grow and to, you know, accept the new trends and the new styles of content and, and find, find ways to use it to your advantage, which, with short content, I haven't really done. Um, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but you know, you just got to respect it. And I don't know. Uh, it's, it's hard to, <laughs> to not just like roast it, yeah, but I feel you on that for sure. Do you, uh, do you have memories of some videos? Cause you do some, you do some stuff that's like pretty wild. You know, like we were talking about some of the stuff you have planned here, which sounds Mm -hmm. uh, we won't give any spoilers away, but appreciate uh, it. You know, there's like more subtle stuff, like you're in the library and the mm -hmm. crazy ringtone goes off. Right. But then you're also doing like going to a bank with a mask on. Like, <laughs> you know, there's quite a, the contrast. There's a wide <laughs> spectrum. So, do you have memories of like being in a moment and being like, "This was a bad idea." Like, do you ever mm -hmm. bail on an idea? Or are you just like, well, if, you, if you're boy. thinking this is a bad idea, it's probably too late. <laughs> right. But you're in the um, very rarely, there's been a few where I've had to learn the hard way, like the the ski mask one where we, we rented out a, a cargo van. We had six of us with ski masks on. Asking, and we were just driving around asking people like where the nearest bank is, you know, just because like we totally harmless. We had just gotten you like know, actually, our, though, that is do, like it is harmless. It's we just, just got our YouTube checks. We we're just trying to cash them. You know, that's all it was. Um, but someone called the police and. We got pulled over by like four or five cop cars and there was probably 10 cops that got out and they were all holding us at gunpoint. Like there was 10 guns pointed. There was, they had their handguns. I think they had some um, AR-15s. Um, they had some, <laughs> we, we were we were completely surrounded and we had to, they're on the intercom and they're like, uh, put your hands up or what I had to do because I was driving. They're like, put the car in park, take the keys, throw the keys out the window and then they assigned us by the, where we were sitting in the car and we had to walk out backwards one by one with our hands over our head and get handcuffed. And then once, once they arrested all of us, um, 
we explained to them what we were doing, you know, just trying to make a deposit and they let us go because we didn't break any laws. It's kind of like the, secu- the, the Clay Thompson thing. Like right. we didn't break any laws. We <laughs> yeah. were just, you're towing it. You're just towing the uh, line. you do a great job of towing that line. Yeah, you really do. And, and you always know where that line is. I'm sure. So For the like, most part, I well, try. sometimes I learn the hard way. Yeah. That's what makes it feel like you didn't know where the line yeah. is. No, but still, I mean, like, I mean, I guess something really bad could have happened, but it, yes. with that being said, like they can't actually, they have no grounds to arrest you or like right. have well, any sort of legal repercussion. And the irony of that is that's just creating better content. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's kind of a dangerous path to go, obviously, but that makes for a great story and a great video. So it's exactly. like, it's and it's not, it's one of those things where we didn't think that it would, you know, go that far. Like that we didn't point. think we'd get pulled over at gunpoint, but I mean, at the end of the day, like, we also probably didn't think too hard about it. <laughs> yeah. So you're now at the point where, and you've been at this point for a while, but you're able to do a lot of giving back. Mm-hmm. You just did the Jordan. Yeah, this I love, week the Jordan love to video do that came stuff. out. Bought a hundred Jordans. You're handing them out to people. Uh huh. Is that where does that rank? Do you have like a most rewarding video that you've made? Um. Yeah. Actually, there was um during the pandemic we were trying to do a lot of stuff at the house and um obviously because you know we couldn't go out into public and you know everyone had masks on so we were doing a lot of like pranking like delivery driver type stuff and this is actually a super cool story so there was a a, we were we were tipping delivery drivers a thousand dollars and there was one woman where i gave her the the tip and she just broke down into tears started crying uh talking about how she had only been like doing uber eats for three days um she had just lost her um child uh she had a um a failed pregnancy or or delivery and so she lost her child and she lost her job um and she had all these health issues and she had medical bills piling up like she almost died in the process um so she was just super emotional and um she just broke down and i didn't get any of her information but after everything happened because it's a lot to like hear all that and process it and you know So, uh, you know, I just gave her a hug, I think, and, you know, she left and was like, wow, like we should do more for this lady. So I set up a GoFundMe, not knowing who she was or anything. I was like, I just know we'll be able to find her. So up to this point, we we had raised her $70,000 on the GoFundMe. We ended up finding her by like an absolute miracle some random dude with one follower on twitter and no profile picture messaged me saying that, that he knew her i'm like no you don't yeah <laughs> you're right. just trying to like yeah i know her send the money to this yeah. account yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and crypto please yeah right but basically long story short put me in touch with her we got all the money to her um she was able to pay off all her medical bills um not work for an entire year and recover her health and she was doing, I think, um, I'm not sure what it's called, but when you um, in vitro fertilization, yeah. Where, yeah, yeah. where basically, you know, I don't, I don't, where it's, it's expensive. It's like $10,000 a pop to try to basically get pregnant, yeah. you know, if you don't have a partner. So she was able to pay for another round of that and have a healthy baby. Yeah, wow. that's amazing. And I went over to her apartment and me and my wife had a baby almost at the same time. And so we went over to her apartment, had lunch. Our kids played together. Like, so everything that like, that was just like a complete miracle. And like one of the coolest things that's ever happened just through like making videos, like all that happened. Like this is straight up like a miracle of God. I felt like, so that, that that was cool. That's a, 
That's an incredible story. Um, I feel like we should end on that one. <laughs> I don't That's a good a, happy yeah. note to end. I, mean, I don't just have a lot else to say. <laughs> we, we covered a lot. We went from sneaking in the Chase Center to, yeah. to just changing lives. <laughs> uh, just another day of the life of Big <laughs> yeah, Boss TV. Um, thanks sense. so much for coming, man. Of course, Appreciate man. It. Hope you enjoy Miami. Thanks for having um, me. Have some fun on, uh, on South. It's hard not to. I'm looking forward to the content that yeah, comes out. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be good stuff. But yeah, man, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.